0: with a black male couples therapist. My name is Ashton Morgan. I'm a licensed clinical marriage and family therapist. And today we're going to discuss how to resolve conflict. Oftentimes when we're in a relationship we will disagree. We'll attempt to figure out how we're going to work well together. How we're going to make decisions. How we're going to communicate differently or better how we're even going to resolve those conflicts that may arise sometimes it's difficult because what we do is we bring our own thoughts our own feelings our own way of doing things into the relationship and if we were married before we'll bring that with us as well we'll bring those disappointments we'll bring the, those behaviors that we use to try to resolve things and it didn't work so today we're going to talk about a different way different things that you can do to resolve conflict in your relationship I oftentimes tell uh, couples that I meet with the first thing I want them to do is pause I call it pausing and pausing means this pausing means you stop what you're doing if you're busy yelling at each other if it's normal for you to throw plates and spoons and forks at each other, if it's normal for the police to show up regularly to decide who's right and who's wrong on a a regular basis, then I ask couples to just pause. Pausing means just stop what you're doing. So if you two are trying to resolve an issue in which one person thinks they're right, the other person thinks they're right, so you're butting heads, you're cursing each other out, I want you to pause. That means just stop. That means think about it. Don't make any decisions. Don't decide to do anything. But just pause. Think about it this way. A couple will often try to resolve conflict over and over and over again. And sometimes it just does not work. Sometimes they, and their effort to resolve the conflict, it makes it worse. They get tired. They get exhausted. They try the same thing over and over again and realize, hey, that didn't work. Maybe I should try something different. Then you try something different. Okay, that didn't work either. Well, the first thing I want you to do is just relax, and pause. That means you don't say anything to the other individual. You don't make any decisions. That means if you are the type of person that likes to communicate with the use of your hands, you like to hit, you like to spit, you like to push, I want you to pause. I want you to stop doing whatever it is you would normally do when you get angry. Once you pause, then it'll give you a different perspective. Give you a different opportunity to be able to actually think about what it is that you're doing. You can actually make better decisions when you pause. You'll be less likely to decide that you're going to just respond in a irrational manner. You will most likely be able to think about what's going on and actually do something different. If stuff bubble up, you're trying to decide about finances. Who's going to pick up the children? Um, Your mom says something to me I don't like. Um, You're still talking to this girlfriend of yours in the past. Um, Whatever it may be, before you react, just take a step back. And I want you to think about pausing. The other thing I want you to consider when you pause is how you do it. So, for example... If you are pausing, if you're deciding, hey, I usually get mad and we start to fight, we're hitting each other, we're cursing at each other. But instead of doing that this time, I'm going to pause. And how I'm going to do it is I may just sit here and not say anything. I may not respond right away. I'm going to respond, but I may not do it right away. I'm going to say something to this other individual, but I'm going to wait because the worst thing you can do is respond to someone in the heat of an argument. Respond to someone when things have are fresh and they just happen. That's the worst thing you can do is just decide that you're going to respond to them immediately because of what they said or they did without pausing first. So think about it. If you pause, you're more likely to be in control of what you're going to say and do. And when you are more in control of what you're going to say and do, you're more likely to be able to be in control of your response to that individual. So just think about, how do you do it? How do you pause? What does that look like? What does that feel like? So now we're going to discuss the concept or idea of understanding what is being said. So as we talked about earlier, um, you want to take a pause uh, during this process of resolving conflicts because taking a pause will help you think clear, understand more, and it will just generally be able to help you see things differently so that you can make a different decision. But next, we're going to talk about understanding what is being said. And what I mean by what is being said is, I mean, not just what is being said in terms of what you hear, But what is being said in terms of what is actually going on? Think about it this way. We all have things that we say with our mouth. However, the first thing that we seem to gravitate to so that we can understand what is really going on is not what's being said. It is what we see. It's the behavior. So if you have someone, if you're in a relationship or you're interacting with someone and they tell you something, for instance, um, I use the example all the time, a mother or father with their child, a parent with their child, a parent will typically say to the child when the child, when they are very angry that the child's behavior is not what something that they expect, they'll say things like, come over here right now, I love you. And they'll do it with such anger and be so forceful and so loud. The child will only understand what the child sees. And that is they see a parent that's angry and upset. So they're never going to believe that their parent loves them. But they will believe that the parent is upset and angry with them. That's what I mean by understanding what is really being said. So if you're in an interaction with someone... Um, you two, are there's an altercation or there's an argument or a huge misunderstanding. I want you to get to see what's really going on behind that. Like peeling back the curtains so you can peek and see what's happening underneath. So you can see what's actually going on. Sometimes what you think you're arguing about is not what you're arguing about. I see this a lot in the couples that I I, um, service. A lot of them will say, you know, we're arguing because we just can't communicate. And I would say, "Okay, well, you know, we can't communicate because um, he's not listening or she won't listen to me. They just do the opposite of what I ask them to do. Not realizing that, yes, on the outside, that is the way it appears that the person is doing the opposite of what you're asking them to do. However, when you peel back that curtain, you may see something totally different. And what you may see is a situation in which the person that you're giving a um, ask, you're asking them to do something. They may not understand why you're asking it. They may need more information. They may not even know how to give you what you're asking for. So they've given you what they think you want. And in turn, you'll interpret that as a way of them just doing whatever they want and not doing what you ask. So that's what I mean by what you may think is the issue may not necessarily be the issue. It could be something else. However, if you understand what's really being talked about, if you understand what's really going on in that uh, conflict, then you're more likely to be able to not just put a bandaid on it. Not just, you know, um, make it go away temporarily, but you may be able to do something different. Do it in a different way in, in which you'll be able to resolve it and not just resolve it for that one moment, that one time, but resolve it permanently. There's another area I want to talk about, the next area, and that is trying a new approach. So what I mean by trying a new approach is you've already determined, okay, we need to take a pause. You've already, after you you've taken a pause, you thought about what's really going on, what's really being talked about, what's really being said. And now you have an opportunity to do something different. You know what we typically do? We'll do the same thing again and again and again, and then we're angry that There's nothing different happening. If you know that you get into an argument with your spouse over, you know, uh, how late he or she is staying out and not coming home, whether or not he or she forgot your birthday, whether or not he or she um, said they were going to do something and they did not do it. And, you know, the result of that would be you'll be arguing for some hours. And the argument may it may not turn into something that's physical. You may even be the type that argue and you love to have visits by your local police department. Just to check in on you. Because they, they were told that you were arguing. What I mean is the same thing happens. And sometimes we anticipate the same thing happening. So much so that we dread it. We don't want it to happen. So we try to avoid it. It was explained to me this way by one of my uh, clients. They said, I don't want to go to dinner with my spouse unless someone else is there. Because if I go to dinner with my spouse and no one else is there, I don't have a buffer. The children are not going to be there with us. They're going to be with the babysitter so that we can go to dinner, but I I prefer someone else to be there, maybe another couple. Because without that, I know what's going to happen. We're going to Talk, start talking about a subject that neither one of us like, neither one of us are comfortable with. And then invariably it's going to end up with one or both of us going home angry and mad at each other. And I want to avoid that. That's the way it was explained to me. And that's much of the way that it works with most people. If you don't try something new, if you don't do something new, that will be the result. Trying something new could be this. If you know that when an argument starts, you to typically argue for hours, you'd argue about just simple things. The date, whether or not the date was correct, whether or not the time was correct. Um, After you finish arguing about that, you may argue about what someone had on. And you know it was at this particular place because this is a particular day it was, because on these days they only serve this item, so you know it was this particular day. If that's what you typically do, you could do something different. And I'll give you a couple of suggestions. All right. So, one of the things you can do is instead of doing the same old back and forth, you can actually pay attention to step one and two, taking a pause. And understanding what's actually being said. Once you take that pause and understand what's actually being said, you are in a better position to be able to do something different. If you think the argument is about the fact that you stayed out late. Because that's what your spouse is telling you or your significant other is telling you. And for whatever reason, that's what you believe. So you respond to them based off of that. And you don't do step two and find out what it's really about, because it may not be about that at all. It could be about the fact that you left your significant other at home and they were lonely. And this is not the first time they felt lonely because you left them at home. They want to spend time with you. But you're choosing to go out instead of being home and spending time with them. That's what it could be about. But once you have that information, then you're more likely to be able to try a different approach. Some of the different approaches could be this. Instead of arguing, instead of getting into a back and forth with an individual, one of the things you could do is schedule the argument and the back and forth for a later date and time. That may sound crazy. I know it does. But it works. We don't like to argue. We don't like to go back and forth. But if we schedule it for a later date and time, do you think it'll happen or will it not happen? You have to try and see. But if you that's one of the things that you could do. You can decide, all right, we're going to argue or we are arguing. So therefore, I would suggest we talk about this later. Let's put some space in between now and later. Let's cool off a bit and let's bring this up later on. But you have to establish a date and time that you're going to talk about it again you can't just go away and not have a date and time and it can't be general it has to be specific okay and it can't be something that you're doing next week or you know 15 days from now but it has to be something that's more immediate perhaps something that happens later on that day or even at that night that's one of the things you could do The other thing you can do in terms of trying a new approach is you can actually listen to one another and do one of my favorite things in the world that we don't typically do, because it's not part of our vocabulary and how we usually speak to one another, but that is reflecting. And reflecting, what I mean by reflecting is, think about this, when you're looking in a mirror, you're looking at your reflection. And what do you see? That's essentially what you're going to do to the other individual. You're going to reflect with them. Because what I want you to do is be able to really, truly understand what's going on. The only way you're going to be able to do that is by reflecting and finding out whether or not you're thinking about what's going on. And what you uh, are saying based off of what you see and hear is going on. If that's correct. If that's what the other person intended. So what you do is you could ask the person okay once the person is finished speaking to you you ask them is this what you mean I think I understand what's going on but I can I ask you a question can I tell you what I think is going on and you the person will allow you to tell them what's going on at that moment you can just they'll be able to tell you yes you got it no you didn't get it That gives them an opportunity to help correct whatever your thinking is so that you can actually get what they're trying to convey to you. Very, very helpful. So helpful in that with that one technique alone, I bet you'll be able to prevent most of your arguments. In fact, the conversations will probably not even go or get to the point where you are arguing. You'll be able to spend more time with each other. You'll be able to actually speak to each other and talk about the real issue and try to resolve whatever the real issue is. Once you understand what the person is trying to convey to you. Another thing you can do in terms of trying a new approach is if you are the type that do the same thing every time you get into an argument. Perhaps you do some one of these other things. Maybe you pick up the phone and call and talk to everybody and tell everybody what your significant other did or what they didn't do or how they made you mad. One of the things you can do is not do it at all. In fact, instead of picking up the phone and talking to someone, you could write. You could start writing about it. Writing about how you feel. Writing about what happened. But this is what I want you to do. If you choose to write, What I want you to do is write about what's going on. And what I mean by what's going on, I mean focus in on the process and what's happening between you and the other individual. So you would write things like. This other individual is mad. They're angry with me. I got angry with them. They said these things to me. However, I felt this way when they said these things. I suspect they feel this way based off of how I responded to them. Those are the things I want you to write down. That's in terms of trying a new approach. The other thing you can do is you can ask a bunch of why questions. That's my other favorite. It's an effort for you to understand what's going on. It's an effort for you to really dig deep with the other individual To figure out what's really happening. So the way you would do that is the other individual will be talking. And once they're finished, you can ask them questions. To say, hey, can you tell me why? Why is it this way? Can you tell me what does this mean? What is another question? Can you tell me how? How is another question? Those are the types of questions I want you to ask. That will show the other individual, hey, this person is really trying to figure out what's going on because they want to resolve this. They don't want to argue, fuss or fight. They're not really interested in that. They just really want to get to the bottom of what's really going on. And that will help make them a bit more comfortable and a bit more open to wanting the same thing that you want. In addition to that, what I want you to do is consider uh, this other option. And that is actually writing down what you're thinking. Instead of speaking it to one another, taking out a piece of paper, a pen, and a pencil. And if you notice, I said piece of paper, pen, and pencil. So please do not bring out your mobile or f- mobile phones, your cell phones, your iPads. Please don't bring out your, your um, any other device that you're going to start typing things down. I don't want you to do that. I want you to bring out a piece of paper, pen or pencil and start writing down what you want to say to the other individual. And after you've written down what you have to say and they've written down what they have to say, then I want you to be able to say it to the other. And reading from your piece of paper. Got it? Try that. So I've given you step one, two, and three. One is take a pause. Two is understanding what is being said. Three is try a new approach. Now we're off to step number four. And that is developing a new habit. Once you've gotten through with step one, two, and three, you're at the point right now that you really should be thinking about what is this new habit going to be? And what I want you to do is think about it this way. If you too... Or if it's more than two, if you're in a family, and you're all having conflict. But if you all are able to resolve this one issue. And it could be about anything. It could be about what to put in the potato salad. It could be about, you know, whether or not, um, you know, who gets to make the cornbread and what you put in the cornbread mix. It could be about anything. But whatever it's about. If you were able to resolve that, surely you can be able to resolve many more things, no matter the size. So one of the things you can do in developing a habit is think about what is acceptable and what is not acceptable. Or another way of saying that would be develop a boundary. So you'd have a conversation. You'll think about it for yourself. Not for anyone else, because you know you can only control yourself, but you'll think about what can I do differently so that this doesn't happen again, so that we don't get hung up again? What can I do? A couple of ways of developing a boundary is you could do this. You can sort of talk about, you know, what's appropriate and what is not appropriate. For example, is it appropriate for me when my significant other is angry and upset? Is it appropriate for me to match their voice, to get as loud as they are, to say the nastiest things? Is that appropriate for me? That's one of the things you can ask yourself and you can sort of consider that. And if you are deciding, no, that's not appropriate, that's one item you would put in the column of you developing a boundary. Because what you're doing here is you're deciding these things uh, that are in my columns that I'm calling a boundary. Are things that are not negotiable so the first item is no it's i am not going to match the same um loudness of voice that other members in this conflict have i'm choosing not to do that what i'm choosing to do instead is something different that's the first thing the second item is this in developing a new habit uh you can decide that um same, along the same lines of developing boundary, you can decide that you would like to um, make a rule that states that if you are going to have a conflict with someone, you are not to have a conflict with someone immediately after whatever the incident is has taken place. For example, you know, let's think about it uh, another way. You're driving your car and you get into a car accident. That's a conflict. You get in a car accident with someone. You may decide that you're not going to uh, say things or do things right away to let the other individual know that you're angry with them because they caused this car accident. That may be one of your rules. One of your rules may state that you're not going to do that right away. You may do that later, but not at that time. Same thing with your family members. Same thing with your spouse. You may decide if something were to happen and you two are starting to argue, that you may choose as a rule that is not okay for you to get angry or talk about it or try to resolve it right away. You may decide that this is not the time to do it. I need some time so I can do step one, two, and three. I need to pause. I need to figure out what's really going on and then I need to try a new approach. And this is a new approach. And that is I'm not going to discuss this right now. But the way you do that is you make sure you check in with the other individual and make sure they understand that you need some time before you can discuss that, before you can go into it, before you can come up with trying to work through a solution with them. They just need to understand that. So those are a couple of ideas I'm giving you in terms of how you can develop a new habit, try a new approach, understanding what's being said, and, of course, taking a pause. These are some four steps that you could use. Um, You don't necessarily have to use them in that order, although I would advise that you do that. Um, These steps will help you in resolving any kind of issue that you may have as it relates to conflict. Most importantly, if all else fails, what you could do is agree with the other individual that you will continue the conversation at a later date and time. You can certainly do that. That would be extremely helpful. Well, we're just about out of time. I want to thank everyone for tuning in. I want to thank you for listening to uh, this podcast. Um, we have more subjects on the way. Uh, as we hear from you, our subscribers, we'll be developing different types of topics to talk about. Things from how to manage finance, or you know, if you're if there's issues in the area of sex, infidelity, uh, communication. So we're developing topics around those subject areas. But until next time. Thank you for tuning in with Conversations with a Black Male Couples Therapist. Thank you.